Today on the Not That Great Podcast, me, Camille McMullen, Alex Brown came along for the ride we talked about. The NFL's super mega extra large fries with that playoff weekend. Shouldn't have been as large as it is in my opinion, we get into that. Uh, the Cowboys are, are terrible and uh, my Eagles also terrible. Al's Patriots, also terrible. A lot of terribleness in the NFL last weekend. And uh, what do you got to look forward to in the NFL? Also, I surprised Al with a Celtics question, and he had a damn near meltdown. Moose is in the house. Let's get going. Make it a double, I can take it another. Get so hard to chase it, live up to. Yeah, it slides away when. You're running like my Uncle David Who never lived to escape it The trouble you were about to cave in Give up to talking in your basement We decided Remember that time then Alright, so we had a massive, mega, super duper, three day, extra long, mostly unnecessary Wild Card Weekend, and we're going to break it all down as we rhyme with Al Brown. Um, Al, I don't like, I, we just talked for like a hot second before we hit record, but I don't feel the need to go game by game because as I said to you before we came live, four of the six games are not worth talking about. Yeah, it wasn't exactly as super <laughs> duper as, as you had, had mentioned. I mean, we can talk about whatever. I'm well, down. All right, so let me just go. So there, there, there yeah, was certainly yeah. there was certainly a lot of football. There was, um, and we're gonna we're gonna try to keep to this kind of like uh, takeaways from the weekend theme. Um, but so my first takeaway uh, is that first of all, it's weird to have records uh, with seventeen games. It seems like a weird number of games. It's obviously a money grab, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, th- there is no. Judging by the competition, quote unquote, that we saw in most of the games this weekend, I don't understand. And again, it's probably money grab, but for football reasons, it did not appear to me. And this weekend was proof that we needed to have an expanded playoff. I don't think that seven teams in each divi- in each conference need to go play. I don't think that. I mean, I, I can understand. You know, it'll be under the umbrella of this. American obsession with football and more football is a good thing and blah, blah, blah. So now we have this super mega walk our weekend and we got a Monday night uh, playoff game. That was a complete abomination. Um, So I, I liked the two by system. Uh, The one by system is, uh, is what we have and that's what it's going to be going forward. But your, you know, except for the Niners, who ran up against the juggernaut of losing that is the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. Um, there were no losing teams that played as if they deserved to be a playoff team. How do you feel about that? That is a very accurate statement. I mean, I, you know, the, <laughs> the, the gameplay kind of spoke for itself. I mean, even my beloved Patriots – Oof, that was um, that was pretty brutal to watch. And I mean, you know, all of the teams that we knew were going to get smoked got smoked. Mm. Like there was no, 
there were no surprises um, with the exception of Dallas, but Dallas going to Dallas and Mike McCarthy going to Mike McCarthy. So I wouldn't, uh, I, I would, I would character, characterize that as unfortunate, but not a surprise. Yes. Um, yes. Of- I mean, in the previous, in the previous podcast that I did with Brian um, or episode, I should say, um, I basically alluded to Mike McCarthy and his managing uh, time management skills or lack thereof, because everybody knew if it came down to like, all right, if they just handle this well, they can do it. And yeah, of course not. Of course not. I don't understand. Um, it's just with that time, with the time ticking and all that, like, I don't, I feel like a not, not enough people, you know, your worldwide leaders and your pundits, et cetera. They're not focusing enough on the play call. I get that the sidelines are guarded and that's fine. You have 14 seconds on the clock. You're not, you're in your, you're in their territory, right? Were they on the 40 or something like that? So, yeah. So there's a nine yard catch by uh, some dude named Dalton Schultz. Schultz had a good game actually, but yeah, go ahead. Um, He's still just some dude. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Which takes the Cowboys to San Francisco's 41 yard line. Okay. Um, Schultz gets out of bounds, 14 seconds left, which means the Cowboys obviously have 40, 14 seconds to go 41 yards. Mm. Um, And they have to do it without any timeouts. Mm -hmm. But the 49ers called a timeout. So Dallas had extra time to come up with a fucking quarterback draw Mm. in one of the most head scratching I, i'm like trying, I'm trying to think of a word, a word or phrase to use um but it was just one of the worst decisions i've i've ever seen in my life a quarterback draw no timeouts so this doesn't work out mm. Dak slides too late and then so i a lot of a lot of people i've heard dissecting this talk about like you know We've heard the phrase situational football before. This was this was a moment where you really needed to be able to like understand situational football. That's shit you learn in like little league, man. It's like when there is this much time, what are you going to do when this situation arrives? What are you going to go what are you going to do? So Prescott runs he goes too far, so there's not enough time for him to be able to spike the ball. Or he, tries, yeah. he tries planting or, or setting the ball himself, even though a fucking official needs to do it. The official has to do like a fucking parkour move through the back of, of the Dallas offensive line to try and get the ball. That, to, it almost looked like he was like trying to help dallas in that situation like oh shit no motherfucker i need to get in there <laughs> like and it was just getting like boxed out by the center. it was just such a massive massive fucking like puppy pooping on the carpet mm. fucking moment like and then afterwards mccarthy had the fucking chutzpah to say that it was a great call in his presser afterwards. Did you hear that shit? 
I can't listen to him talk. Yeah, no. Oh my god. He was like, no, it was it was a great call. Yeah, we've we've got. Uh, would you rather take uh, two hail marys uh, at the fifty yard line and yes. whatever? Or yes, it's like yes, you would. <laughs> yes, because either a, it's an incomplete pass. B, there's a pass interference. The clock still stops, and you are like right there. Yeah. I mean, oh my god. Yeah. And Prescott, to his, you know. You just got this fucking two hundred million kajillion dollar fucking extension, and you don't know that the fucking ref has to touch that ball. What the fuck? <laughs> what is that? What is that? They had a full timeout from their opponents to be able to fucking do Come up with something. Literally anything else. I I just, oh my God, it's, it's, he, so part of it is like, and I don't think this is any sort of, you know, groundbreaking, you know, revelation or anything, but Jerry Jones would prefer to have fucking puppets as, as his coaches because he tried doing it with uh, another alpha and they were incredibly successful. But Jimmy Johnson was like, yeah, no, I'm the one doing this, not you. And Jerry Jones was like, no, 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 it's me. I've just been drinking Johnny Walker blue and I make all the great decisions and all this shit. And he just fucking, he hires Barry Switzer who drove it into the ground while, you know, getting one Super Bowl that with Jimmy Johnson's team drove mm. that into the ground. And what the fuck have they done since then? Like, how many playoff games have they won? Maybe one? Maybe? I mean, you can look that up right now, but I'm it's gonna, been... I believe it's one or none. Yeah. It is either one or none. I mean, oh my God. Yeah, I'm looking. You know, the Wade Phillips is a good defensive coordinator, but he, he was a terrible head coach for them. You know, you had Jason Garrett, the fucking dude who just... I feel like his only ability is to clap on the sideline. <laughs> He's a clapper. Oh, when is Switzer? I mean, he was right after Jerry, so mid nineties. Ninety six. Yeah. Okay. Ninety six. They get in the wild card. They lose in the divisional round, so they win against the Vikings. They make the playoffs. Five times until 2009 until they win a uh, wild card game against ugh, my Eagles. But then they lose again in the divisional to the Vikings. 2014, they beat the Lions. Yeah, you should. They lose in the divisional round to the Packers. 2018 and 2014. 2014, that loss, that's the Romo loss, right? Or is that 2009? That's the, is that the bad uh, well, one where Romo's the, on the his butt? Two- yeah, it, it was um, – was it 2000? I feel like it was earlier than 2009 where Romo is basically having to hold the kick, but he f- fucks it up and tries running. Is that against the Giants? Maybe. If so, it's 2007 or 2006, either way. Might be 2006 the makes sense to me. Yeah, okay. That sounds about right. They uh, beat the Seahawks in 18 in the wild card round, lose to the Rams. So it's – since 96, or if you want to include 96, it's three playoff wins. In one, two, three, four. America's five, team. Six, seven. 
eight, nine, 10, 11 trips since they won the Super Bowl last in 95. So America's team for America's team for a nice little spate of time there in the mid, in the early to mid nineties where they were, they won three Super Bowls, but I don't know how you get dubbed America's team after that. Um, You got a, you got a team named the Patriots with six Super Bowls. Yep. They should be America's team. There's that. Um, So all that being said, it's not like if the Cowboys had wished their way past the Niners, they wouldn't lose to any of the three remaining. Oh, absolutely not. uh, NFC teams. So like, you know, just with the amount of fucking talent that they have on that team, it is absolutely just unacceptable. Yeah. For them to blow it the way that they have. Mm. And it's like time and time again, you're spending that much money. You have those weapons. They got guys, man. They got, they got guys. They have some serious guys. Like I really like Dak a lot. I think Dak is, I mean, albeit that, that brain fart that he had, you know, winning, winning quarterbacks. Don't do that shit. Yeah. True. Um, But for the most part, I like Dak. I like a lot of the players on their defense. Um, and I know that that Zeke is not exactly what he was. No, but Pollard on. Pollard's picking up a lot of that. Pollard, though. I like Pollard a lot, and I feel like he should play more. You can get creative um, with those Gallup receivers was, too. Yeah, Gallup was injured, but you know, there's just no excuse. And it it's you know, they had how many penalties? They had how many stupid decisions? And you look at the entire season. You know, and they're the I, I think they were the most penalized team in the entire league. That sounds right. Pretty sure just, about that. I think I heard that, yeah. Yep. Just yeah, most Close penalized. Down. Confirmed via Google. Confirmed via Google. We don't do any preparation for this show. We just do we, I sometimes someone, do, but, but I never do. You know. Someone someone makes a point and I Google it. <laughs> and uh and I might call you out on it. Like, no, that's wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, most penalized by number of penalties, second by one yard in yards of penalties. Um, the champion by yards would be the Raiders. Um, so, so that discussion again, like I said, the three remaining teams, uh, you know, not counting San Francisco, the other three teams in the NFC that remain are your Packers, your Bucks, and your Rams. And everyone at the beginning of the year could have told you that. You know, those guys would be at the end. Uh, yeah. The Cardinals turned out to be absolute frauds, which is unfortunate because I like that team as well. But uh, someone said it in the chat the other day, Deshaun Washington covers up – or not Deshaun Watson, sorry. Uh, the receiver, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he, yes. covers, that, he covers up that, a lot that of That was flaws. me. Yeah, that you said that. Who, who there you go. <laughs> so, uh, and he, he does, obviously. And, and Kyler had one of the worst games of his career. Uh, oh, probably, my God. Probably thinking about putting on a Yankees uniform instead. Um, so, man, uh, so I can dovetail that into my, my second takeaway, which is that the Cowboys need to just, uh, they're a long held franchise. Part of this is because of, is going to be like compensatory anger for my third takeaway, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, Because they are a rival of my Eagles, but the Cowboys are just, it's obviously top down there. It's not just like the players aren't delivering on Sundays and Mondays and occasional Saturdays. 
it's that there's something inherent in the culture, in the in the bravado, in the overhypedness of that organization that stymies useful production on the field. And I don't I don't quite know how to I mean, to, I alluded, I alluded to that, that except a little for, bit. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I alluded that to that a little bit earlier when, I mean, Jerry Jones wants to have puppets as his coaches. He, he could get, he could buy, spend the money. He could search for a better coach, a younger coach, a more dynamic coach. Like, I mean, there's a million different ways he could go, but he likes being the star of the Dallas Cowboys, just like the one that's in the center of the field. He wants to be the center of attention. He wants to be the guy in the press conference. He wants to be the reason that they're winning. And, you know, you can give some emotional speech at the beginning of the season saying about, you know, how badly you want this team to win. But if you're not going to give the players that you've assembled the, the proper management around them and the proper guidance around them, like talent can only take you so far. You, you need, you need to have like an actual general who is going to run this shit. And it's clearly, it is clearly not Mike McCarthy. It wasn't Jason Garrett. Like it's just, it's it's kind of unbelievable to me. There doesn't um, seem to be like a real so driving... hot, hot take. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Or, or not hot take. Just yeah. kind of a, a fucked up thing to say. Does yeah. Jerry Jones need to die for this team to do anything? <laughs> so that's what, geez, that's what that's what I was avoiding trying to say. Uh, yeah, I mean it's fucked up, but. Well, you, know, you don't have to say he has to die. But the thing is, like, you say you would say it by default. You would say, okay, Jerry Jones needs to not be in charge retiring. of the team anymore. Exactly. But if Jerry Jones is not in charge of the Dallas Cowboys, then he is in the ground. And that is the only way. Yes. So, um, yes, he needs to not – I'll say he needs to not be in charge of this team anymore. Jerry Is Jerry Jones historically a football guy or just like a, a, just like a Texas cowboyish oil millionaire I who mean, happened to buy a football team? I mean, kind of sort of a football guy. Um, not enough. I know, yeah, not enough of a football guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't care to know that much more about him. I just want to hate him. Because if, really. if I look something else yeah. up, I might like him. Just, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. I won't. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, their playoff troubles are well documented. They're They're taking flyers on players that are not necessarily the best people also well-documented. Oh yeah. Um, but they're. See since, Greg Hardy. Right. Since you could have last Saturday on a UFC card. Um, <laughs> but since the, uh, since the retirement of Witten uh, and the absence of Romo, uh, however many years ago that was, you know, I, I like I like a team to have like on on both sides of the ball. Like usually on the offensive side, it's the quarterback. On a, on a defensive side, it can be anybody. Um, but I, I like there to be a forceful veteran presence that 
I don't I don't want to just say they get the game because that's not that's too broad. But you know, they could they're they're likely a know-it-all. They, you know, they've they've been around at least the league a while, if not the team a while. Um, Malcolm Jenkins comes to mind for me. Um, Brian Dawkins comes to mind for me. Of course, I'm naming Eagles. Um, yeah, no, but that, I mean, that makes tons of you're, sense. You're, you could name the the 2000s, early two, early 2010s Patriots defense had little, almost every guy was one of yeah. those guys. You know what I mean? Yep. And multiple yep. Hall of Famers there and guys still in the league doing well. Um, and, you know, coaching and playing. So that needs to be addressed on that team. That is a, that is a, that is a, a slot that every team needs to fill, in my opinion. Um, and you can look around the leagues, the league at teams that don't have that and see their success rate. Um, you know, just off the top of my head, I'm kind of throwing this out there as a point that I just came up with. Uh, your Jackson, <laughs> your, your Jacksonvilles, your New York Giants, your Philadelphia Eagles right now. You're, I mean, sort of, I mean, you have Belichick to make up for a lot of it, but, and the McCordys are there still a couple of, those, you know, kind of old school style Patriots defenders are still in there, but they don't have like a guy guy. On that's on not on the defensive side of the ball anyway. Um, I guess Mac would default be the guy on the offensive side. Mm. But there's just there's just not especially there, there's not Arizona, because Watt wasn't on the field. Um so that needs to be addressed. And also the just like the the hierarchy of that particular organization, the Dallas Cowboys, and I could you could say this about most organizations in football. They need to get younger and they, the hierarchies need to get younger. The power structures need to get younger. And that's not even to say about whether or not they need to get hipper, wink, wink, but, yeah. cer- but, but certainly younger. I, I, I see what you did there. Uh, blacker. Um, so, <laughs> so certain, again, younger, more football focused, less of a passion project. Less- that has ballooned into a boys club. Yeah. has ballooned into a multi-billion dollar entity that you're just going to hang on to for dear life. So you can pass the value of it eventually down to whatever your offspring is going to do with that or whatever, whatever. Cause those people are probably not going to be football people. Um, so that pervades in the front office in Dallas, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll likely, it's not going to change anytime soon because Jerry Jones probably has a hyperbaric chamber he sleeps in. Upside. Oh yeah, he's he's doing. Yeah, there's probably some sort of grotesque thing that he does to stay alive. <laughs> I'm sure it, it likely involves uh, blood of youth. Um, yep. My, uh, I'll get to my last one. I'll try to make it as quick as possible because uh, I don't take pleasure in eviscerating my own team. But uh, and I'll let you have your. Your three. And I have a question for you at the end, which is always fun. Um, Brian tried to talk me off of this ledge. And I'm, I, I am unwilling, sir. I have built an encampment on the ledge. All right. I got a fucking camper van up there. I'm plugged into power. I have a generator. I'm staying on this ledge. That's a sturdy ledge. And I will only, well, I'm fat. So you know it. And, (laughs) And, and the van. So. I will remove my van from this ledge when Jalen Hurts is no longer the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. He is not an NFL-ready quarterback, okay? There are multiple times in the game that I did not expect us to win. I was, I was 
shooting my mouth off up and down like a typical Eagles fan, except I was being realistic and truthful um, that we were going to get absolutely massacred in that game. And I, there was, there was absolutely no way this team that nine and eighted their way. And I don't even know what their fucking record was. I don't even care um, that nine and eighted or 10 and seven, their way into the playoffs. The second team in that division to get in the playoffs got in as a six. You're going to go down to Tampa and compete at all with Tom Brady with the roster that as it was currently constituted. It was a completely unrealistic wish. Um, but to not even be minimally competitive outside of about five minutes in the third, I believe is not necessarily an indictment on the coach. Well, it, you know, it's an indictment on everybody because the coach is calling plays that the dude can't execute. And then the dude is going out and not executing plays. He's missing, missing throws. Dudes are dropping throws too. And then there's a couple games this weekend where, you could see it definitely happened in the Patriots game. The score was replaying over and over rent-free in everybody's head on both sides of the ball in all three phases. Dudes are just like, eh, yeah, we're down 40. Eh, yeah, we're down three scores. I'm, I'm not going to max layout for this ball. I'm not going to, you know, overexert, potentially hurt myself to try to do whatever I can to get back in this game. Happened nearly immediately in the Patriots game. Happened except for those five minutes I discussed in the Eagles game. Um, but Hertz was, Hertz was missing throws. He was, he at least once called his number, his own number on an option when he definitely shouldn't have. Um, he, uh, I want to say on his design runs, he just didn't, he acted like the blockers weren't there. He was just running straight up into dude's hands, running to the wrong sides of blocks. And like I, I mean, maybe the moment got to him. It's his first playoff game, so maybe the moment got to him. They weren't in playoffs last year, right? No, we don't do well that year no. after year. Um, so maybe the maybe the moment got to him, and that's cool. He's a young guy; he's only been in the league for two years. This is two full years, though, and a lot of people have gotten a lot less. And you know, I don't know where they even are these days. I don't know where Josh Rosen is even on a on a roster somewhere playing Gabbard's third string and or second uh, string in Tampa yeah, or whatever. Rosen Rosen is uh, on Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yet another person who won't get a job until someone dies, um, but, or won't, you know, start until someone dies and probably never again. Um, but, you know, they did have a, the leading rushing attack in football. A lot of that is because of uh, Hertz, but you got to be able to throw the ball sometimes, man. And the fact that Devonta Smith didn't have a target in the first half is yeah, the guy's a fucking Heisman trophy winner. That's a problem. Last year. And now has the rookie record for yards in Philadelphia. So, you know, whatever you got to do to get the guy open, you know, clearly at a record pace, Hertz was able to get him the ball at least a little bit. But to marry the two, so to marry the two points, the Dallas and the um, and the Eagles, is just that division is clearly, and there's no science necessarily of it getting better but that division is clearly the weakest in football. And so if you play, you're playing all these terrible teams, you know, eight times a year, if you're slightly, you know, if you're one and two, like the Eagles were, if you, if the you are, you'll get six, slightly you'll get six less wins. than the yeah. rest of your fucking division, you'll get six wins and then you can go the rest of your schedule, six out of, let's say eight, right? Yeah. So, and then you're playing nine uh, games outside your division. So, or no, that's wrong. Yeah, no, no, no. Eh, no it's 11 outside division. So, excuse me. So you could go six and two in division and go three and eight 
out of division and potentially make the playoffs by winning that division. Uh, my math might be off on the number of games because I'm so weirded out by 17, but like, yeah, it, I, I gave up on trying to figure some of that shit out. <laughs> like, and there, and the Eagles have three first round picks next year. And you know, your, your gut is to say, there's no quarterbacks coming out next year. No good ones. So your gut is to say, let's get something to protect Hertz, but like Hertz is evasive. He doesn't need protection. He needs to learn how to throw the football. And that um, ain't happening. Yeah. It's, it's certainly a very limited offense based off of what he's shown us. Yeah. Um, it would take a really incredible coach to scheme for what his strengths are which I feel like they really only did for like the last quarter of the season. Mm. Um, kind of trying to just be like, all right, he can't really throw the ball. Let's do this. Um, yeah. But if, I don't, but if, your I, te- if your opponents are, if your opponents, like, like they say on PTI all the time, the other, the other coaches have film too, man. If you're, if your opponents yep. know, you know, that's the, the biggest, the, the most open secret in Philadelphia right now is that Jalen Hurts can't throw the football. It's yep. not just an open secret in Philadelphia. It's an open secret throughout the entire National Football League. Yes, not so secretive secret. Not at all. So so I think what Jalen Hurts is going to have to do is to do what Josh Allen did and find Carson Palmer's little brother and train with him in the offseason, and maybe he can teach him how to throw. Mm. Um, because that's that's really what very clearly turned Josh Allen around. He just spent an offseason with Jordan Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean – Allen's been incredible. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I'm not saying that Hertz will have the same return on investment if he hangs out with Jordan Palmer, but it, it sure like couldn't fucking hurt. Yeah. You gotta you make know? him make the investment, please. Couldn't, couldn't fucking hurt. Um, um, so what, was it him that threw that there was uh, I think it was in that game, but he was scrambling still in the pocket coming, went to his right, came back to his left. Devonta is open in the corner of the end zone. In the front okay. corner, he sees it, then waits like two beats, and then throws the ball to him. And I don't remember the defender, but Devonta had shaken one defender. That dude was out of bounds. Can't come back in to touch the ball, so he's out of the play. So, but from the middle of the field, I don't know who their safety or corner was, but he like saw Hertz, saw that Hertz saw Devonta. And had time to get over in front of Devonta just in the nick of time to intercept it and go out of the end zone for a touchback. It was the most infuriating play that I saw that because like in the slow motion replay, it's like, okay, he's open. Devonta's open. Throw it. Galen now sees him. <laughs> now Jalen releases the ball. Like it was. It's just painful to watch him scream at the TV. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I understand that feeling. No, no optimism for me in Philly. Uh, they have low salary cap numbers right now. Uh, I think it's fourteen. Um, but they got they got three first rounders. Um, yeah, let's. Hope, but there's no uh, for there's, your for your mental health. Let's hope they actually utilize them correctly. Uh, yeah, I, I generally like uh, Roseman. Um, Sirianni doesn't bother me yet. Uh, except for his uh, opening press conference, but um, yeah, dude, I mean, he, man- oh he managed to, he managed to get that team turned around to a playoff team, as dubious as that term is now, with 
seemingly everybody get in the playoffs. Yeah. And it's only going to be a matter of time before it's 16 teams. It's only going to be a matter of time. You know what I mean? So Which like, is so dumb. It's stupid. It's it, so it, dumb. Like, it needs to stay at 14 for at least a few decades. Because the bye, like, now it's just like everyone's going to play to get in the dance. The bye, doesn't, the bye won't matter. Like, the bye is a big deal, I think. And it's the only sport yeah. in which it is a big deal. Yeah. You know, totally. so. Anyway. What you got for takeaways, buddy? Those are my three. What are your three? Or how many um, you got? Well, because um, because I I gotta hand it to uh, to Buffalo. I'm I'm I just need to talk about that. Um, so my beloved New England Patriots got absolutely bent over a fucking barrel, murder faced. Oh my god, forty somehow forty seven to seventeen doesn't even seem like. Like it seems like it was worse than that. Yeah, it was like a. Somehow. It was like a. Like it might as well have just been forty-seven nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, Buff- Buffalo's a problem, man, and <laughs> this is such a pathetic stat that I'm about to read right now. Um, this is this is a uh, a stat that I am I am right now stealing from. Uh, uh some guy who writes for cbs but i don't have his name in front of me it's just a quote that i i am ripping we come up with all the cbs nfl i'm gonna cut out the part where you gave him any credit at all even without his name yeah yeah, sure um so quote the bills are the first team in the Super super bowl era to score a touchdown on each of their first seven drives mm. of the playoff game which is an absurd record when you consider that no team had ever even scored on their first five drives before mm. buffalo did it against new england Mm-mm. so that is that is the third time in the entire history of the new england patriots that they have lost a playoff game by at least 30 points. The other two was Super Bowl 20 when they lost to the Bears. Packers. Oh, Bears, Bears, Bears. That's Bears. Uh, yeah, the fridge. Yep. Um, and then in the 1963 AFL championship game where they lost by 41. Oh, brother. I mean, when your defense is that good, your offense is clicking like that. Your quarterback is able to extend plays and not just be fast and athletic, but also be big, fast and athletic. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I think they could beat Kansas City. Um, I really do. I think their defense is good enough to slow what – Kansas City is going to do and I think that Josh Allen is a fucking problem and even though the Kansas City defense has been playing much better over the last you know however many weeks five weeks six weeks whatever it was since they kind of turned it around it's yeah I, I don't think they can keep up with him if Josh Allen keeps playing like this man the B- Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl mm. like it's it's impressive. Um, and as far as I know, they don't have any real 
injuries right now. Um, Chiefs still have uh, Hilaire out, or will he be back? Hilaire is, is um, I think, going to be available for them, but I, I don't really think that he's a game changer in any way. Um, and I do think that the Bills have the right defensive personnel to be able to shut down or at least slow down Hill and Kelsey. Um, yeah, slow down is the key. Slow down, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think I, I, you know, last – episode with brian i said it was going to be kansas city green bay in the uh in the super bowl but man i i think i think buffalo could really take it now having said that new england looked like shit um that defense looked like it was playing in fucking molasses the entire game mac didn't have it he he's clearly not ready um the defense was kind of more the alarming thing. Judon was hurt. He only played about 20 defensive snaps, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, I mean, you know, you still have guys like Hightower and, and McCourty out there and, and Van Noy and dudes who, like, get the Patriot way. And it just seemed like, like some of them were like – like they already had their bags packed for vacation. Um, so – Yeah, it was brutal to watch. That was – that was fucking brutal to watch. Um, so there's that. I think Buffalo is really goddamn good. Um, the other thing that I guess you could say a uh, is a takeaway um, is Debo Samuel actually a human being? No, no, no. He's, he's not. There's he's no a, way. He's a white There's walker. No possible way that dude is a fucking human being. They're, he does everything. He does they, everything. I my only worry is that they're gonna uh, overuse him a little bit to the point where he gets. I don't know if you happens. can when he's dude. So the thing is, is that like he's he's a young ass man. Like yeah. this is not some dude who's like like you know mid to late twenties. He's early twenties. Mm. He still has all of that you know recuperative abilities. Plus, he's a brick shit house. Mm. He he was also just open whenever he wanted to be open. He got the ball whenever he wanted. And then he was also used as a running back. And when he was used as a running back, he averaged seven yards a carry. And one of the funniest things ever was on one of his rushing touchdowns during that game, during the Nickelodeon (laughs) broadcast. During the Nickelodeon broadcast, which I don't even know why that's a thing. But the best thing was, is that during one of those touchdowns on the Nickelodeon broadcast, it looked like fire was actually shooting out of his ass as he was running (laughs) for the touchdown, which was probably one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Yeah, he uh, he's really good. And Kyle Shanahan's offense and his offensive line and that run blocking scheme that he inherited from his dad Mm. is just a fucking problem. Um, And I don't think they'll beat Green Bay, but if there was a team equipped to beat Green Bay, I think it would be the 49ers. Now I think Bosa went out with a concussion. So that might derail things a little bit. Um, but the only way to beat 
Green Bay is to make sure that, you know, number 12 is, is uh, on the sideline wearing one of those ridiculous gigantic jackets. Mm. Um, well, you just vaccinate so, him. <laughs> according to him, it would be extremely detrimental to his health. So, so but he's, get, he's immunized. Someone just, give him, <laughs> someone just give him the jab before the game. Yeah. Um, all right. This is a quick one. I got to go get the kid. Um, okay. So most team you're most confident in getting a, a win this weekend. Are you going to go with the Bills? Stick with the Bills? Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't say most confident when they're going against the Chiefs. Yeah, in they're and they're going to Arrowhead, mm. right? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's that's tough. Okay. Um. I. Damn. So I mean, let's think about some of these teams really quickly. Uh, I know you got to get the kid. So we've got. Oh, Los I still got, you know, I'm just like, I'm just like bringing it into a landing. I'm not like saying like, stop yeah, right away, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I got so one more got thing Los to ask Angeles. you about too, so. We've got Los Angeles going into Tampa Bay, right? Correct. So Tommy has um, home field advantage, mm. but that team is getting more and more decimated. Their offensive yeah, their line, line is being yeah. up which is a huge thing. And we saw, you know, we saw last Super Bowl how much the offensive line is, is, uh, is important and how much the offensive line health matters because, yeah. you know. And my birds uh, were able to get to him a couple times too. So, you know, I think they, I think they sacked him three times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was with one of them was with Worfs trying to give it a game and still, you know, but he was obviously like, couldn't put weight on that leg. So no, um, no. but if you but, obviously I mean, if you tip, get to tip Tom, the cap can... for that tough son of a bitch. Yeah, back seriously. Out there. Second year player. Jesus. Um, so I don't feel super confident with either team in either way. Mm. Um, because there's there's all of those question marks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have San Francisco going to Green Bay. I'm pr- I'm probably leaning more towards Green Bay winning that. That mm-hmm. might that might be the one I'm most confident about. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really don't know what to think about Cincy, Tennessee. It's in Tennessee. It's, I mean, yeah, they had the buy. They're the number one seed. Yeah. Um, and, the, you know, Tennessee has been incredibly well coached the entire season, even without they're you know the dude they built the offense around derrick henry who will be back mm-hmm. from what i've been told and even if he's 85 percent, man that's still yeah that poses a lot of issues um you're gonna kind of have to hope that i mean if you're if you're cincy you're gonna have to kind of hope that Tannehill looks more like miami Tannehill. um <laughs> and then Ooh. also you know Cincinnati has a terrible offensive line and that's going to catch up to them eventually. Yeah. Yeah. A, I mean, I a, guess yeah, I would say I'm most, I, I'm most confident with the Packers winning. I, yeah. for lack of, of a better option, I think. So okay. that's my answer to that one. Yeah. 
Um, I wouldn't mind seeing the Bengals beat the Titans just because I kind of dig the Bengals right now. I'm 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 rooting for them. Yeah. I like Joe. I like Chase and and those poor sons of bitches in Cincinnati having to deal with Marvin Lewis for so long. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll take uh, I'll take the pack too. I don't, I don't think the Niners yeah, have it. Yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. I just it just you know. makes sense. Um, before we get out of here, Andy Coleman would have you believe that the Boston Celtics are the worst team in professional sports right now? Why? Why you gotta? Why you gotta? Why? You, now why are we pivoting to <laughs> fucking basketball right now man and talking so, about that team so so i suppose so i have my answer you agree <laughs> no they're not the worst fucking team in the league they're not they're they certainly the most frustrating definitely they won seven for a team ten. that's in the luxury tax and they they're just like a a fucking pubic hair over 500 hey they're in the playoff right now they're in the, uh, they're in the play-in tournament I just knew it would set you off. We don't have to actually spend any time on it. Um, God damn it. That was wait, a really, that's bullshit, Camille. Dude, I do it all the time. I do it every time we do a podcast about any topic. I ask, I check in with you about the Celtics. We had the very nice fortune. I don't know if I mentioned it on the last podcast. We had a very nice fortune of going to see that game uh, against the Pacers a couple of Mondays ago. It was a very fun time. Yes. Um, we had phenomenal seats, which I like to brag about. Um, Even though it was an dreadfully ugly game it was ugly as shit lucky to win that game um yes we definitely talked about how um miles turner is 100 feet tall on the last episode so um 100 feet yeah but yeah when's it 100 feet tall when is the all-star break uh a couple of weeks i mean a lot of the a lot of the all-star voting has already started so it's usually sometime in february after valentine's day i want to say all right, so as a as a favor to you and your blood pressure, we will not discuss the Celtics on this podcast until we have officially broken for the All-Star break, okay? <sighs> fine. Yes, fine. Of course, like, don't act like, don't be exasperated. The way you just reacted when I mentioned the Celtics, and you're like, oh, fine, I guess we don't have to talk about them. You didn't want to talk about them right now. No, I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of dreading having to talk about basketball. Yeah, because it well, they might be 23 and 30 then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a couple of extra pubic hairs under 500 at that point. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The carpets don't match the drapes. Alex Brown, <laughs> appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you. We'll holler soon. I'll talk to you in the in the chat, and I love you. All right, love you All too. All right, bud. Later. Bye.